0: And if you take your money too seriously, you can't laugh about it, you can't have a good time when you're thinking about some of these things, you're not going to have a very positive relationship with money. You're not going to have a good time managing it, and then you're going to avoid it. And as you've talked about on your show before, avoiding money isn't suddenly going to make all these problems go away.
1: Welcome to Breaking Money Silence, a podcast series aimed at helping all of us talk more openly about money. Your host, Kathleen Burns Kingsbury, is a wealth psychology expert who is doing what she does best, speaking about taboo topics. International speaker, author, and founder of KBK Wealth Connection, Kathleen understands money and our relationship with it. Now, here is Kathleen. Kathleen.
2: Money and finance seems to be able to stress everybody out. And often when we're talking about couples and money and breaking money silence, we find out that partners really struggle not only to talk about money, but to share openly and honestly about their finances. One recent stat found that 44% of couples keep money secrets from their partners Now, you know if you've been following this show that Money Secrets from Your Partners is not a great way to uh, foster trust, to open communication, but it happens. So today, we are going to actually be joined by Matt Gorin, who is a friend and colleague of mine. He happens to be a PhD uh, and a professor, and he had a great show on that was award-winning called Nothing Funny About Money, which actually was named in 2018 the most outstanding consumer finance information resource, wow, by the AFCPE. And I have had the honor to not only be a guest on Nothing Funny About Money, but also co-host a show or two. And so I am really excited to have Matt with us today and talking a little bit about couples, money, and how we can bring a little levity, a little humor to the topic and open up the dialogue. So welcome, Matt, to Breaking Money Silence.
0: Thank you for having me here.
2: Yeah, I'm super excited. We don't get to chat that much anymore. And I just am really excited to learn a little bit more about your thoughts about couples, money, and humor. Uh, But before we do, I realize I'm very familiar with Nothing Funny About Money. And so I want you to talk a little bit about what that show was and why you chose to take such a fun, comedic approach to teaching people about finance.
0: We were on... NPR for a few years, I think three and a half years, which is why you're saying was, because that's uh, we're on hiatus right now. And that show was trying to reach an audience of people who otherwise wouldn't care about money at all, who find money stressful or frustrating. And if we can convince people to listen to us because we have funny skits and I'm talking like a squirrel or whatever silly thing we're doing... Then maybe they happen to learn about money along the way. And a big part of that show was the humor, was trying to draw people in. And as we're going to talk about today, I think humor can be used to take the tension out of some of these very difficult conversations, to make topics that are scary, not so scary. If you can laugh at something, it loses its power over you. That was the point of the show for individuals, and of course, we're talking today about money and couples.
2: Right. And so one of the saving graces in my marriage is our sense of humor. Like at some point when things get really serious, and maybe it's a financial conversation and we're not on the same page, uh, I don't know. We just share a great sense of humor that sometimes it will be kind of get ridiculous as to how serious we are about it, and that breaks the tension. So- Why do you think humor has such power to help people talk about money and learn about finance?
0: Well, humor is really good at making us not afraid anymore. You see people when they're very scared, sometimes will start laughing. It's like this basic human response to make us not feel so bad. Just laughing makes us feel good. And it's really tough to be afraid of something like money or stressed out about something like money if you're laughing at it. I think humor is good, not just for money, but for all sorts of things that stress us out. And um, if you look at what we joke about, the best stand-up comedians, what are their routines about? It's very commonly the stuff that stresses us out, like death, like relationships. Money's no different than that. And if you take your money too seriously, you can't laugh about it, you can't have a good time when you're thinking about some of these things, you're not going to have a very positive relationship with money. You're not going to have a good time managing it, and then you're going to avoid it. And as you've talked about on your show before, avoiding money isn't suddenly going to make all these problems go away. It's going to make them that much worse.
2: And so you mentioned a relationship with money. So before we talk about your relationship with your partner, uh, let's talk about your relationship with money. Say a little bit more about what you mean and how people can develop a relationship with money and do so with a little bit of humor uh, thrown in.
0: Everybody's got a relationship with money. Everyone, even people who don't think they do, that not thinking you have a relationship is itself a kind of avoidant relationship. If you're the kind of person who wants to have all these uh, financial goals and uh, discussions about budgeting or something uh, hidden away and not dealt with often, that's not very healthy. You don't have a healthy relationship with money. People who can think about their goals, think about what they want to accomplish, think about how they want to spend their money, and do it without getting stressed out, do it without taking things too seriously or comparing themselves to others, whatever these possible negative things are, they're going to be more likely to accomplish what they want and spend their money in a way that makes them happier.
2: So why do you think that by and large, couples do tend to think of money and finances and these conversations as so serious? And I don't want to belittle the seriousness of different situations in people's lives, but that does tend to really become this somber thing. Or, you know, if we talk about money, we're going to fight about money or, you know, it, it just has this heaviness. Do you have any ideas about that?
0: Well, money is one of the most important things in a capitalist society like ours, for better or worse. So much of our lives revolves around money, not just for money for its own sake, but to some extent, money can buy happiness because you can go on vacations, you can go out to do fun things. Uh, well, at least you could before uh, the end of the world happened to us. And money has effects on people's health. There's a lot of people in this country who don't have access to health insurance, who don't have the money to uh, spend on health care if they need to. Money can affect your ability to buy the things you need or get access to credit. If you have a bad credit score, it's going to be really hard for you to get a decent car. And if you don't have a decent car, then maybe you buy a bad one that breaks down and leads to all sorts of extra stress or can get you fired for showing up late to work. So money does have a serious angle to it. There's absolutely a serious component to it. And a lot of the reasons that people fight about money in their relationships and have a difficult time seeing the levity or making light of their uh, financial circumstances is that money is a very stressful thing for a lot of couples. They are really in bad financial straits. Dave Ramsey, a few years ago, ran a survey that I've got pulled up on my phone. And a lot of the people who fight about money are in massive amounts of debt. So the average couple who admits to fighting about money in the survey that uh, Ramsey did in 2017 are $30,000 in consumer debt on average. 30,000 wow. is not a small number. That is massive debt. So going back to this is money a serious thing? Can we make light of it? For some people, absolutely, this is a very serious thing, but if you can't make light, if you can't relax and talk about these things in a positive, forward-looking, solution-focused way, it's only going to get worse. You have to be able to talk about these things positively, or you can't get out of these negative circumstances.
2: That totally makes sense in terms of the psychology of just change and being able to change a behavior. Uh, You know, if we associate talking about money with our partners as something that's negative, chances are we're going to avoid it or we're going to go into the conversation really tense and it's going to get worse, uh, as opposed to going into it with um, some curiosity and maybe a little bit of. Uh, an openness to seeing the humor in it and certainly want to be respectful of the people who are in great debt, but also know that if you are in a relationship, whether you're new to the relationship or you've been in a married relationship for a period of time or a committed relationship and you don't have that debt, I think bringing this healthy dose of curiosity and humor can be really uh, useful. Now, you are, and I didn't say this in the intro, but I want to make sure I give you kudos, you have a PhD in financial planning, you're a professor at the financial planning um, department at the American College of Financial Services. I mean, you could be a very serious guy, Matt, if you wanted to be.
0: (laughs) I could try to
1: be.
2: Yes. And so you have always had this... Humor and comedy that you have brought. I imagine you bring it to your class. You brought it to your show. You're bringing it to my show today. Where does that come from for you? And when did you make that connection between comedy and teaching people about finance?
0: Yeah, I, I don't think I'm being very funny today. But as we <laughs> as we talked about, this is a weird day. Uh, where did I come up with the with trying to bring humor to things? Uh, I began my career. Uh, trying to be a comedian, so it's it's kind of an odd thing to me to think about. How do I bring comedy in? It was how do I bring all of these other serious things into my life, which is uh, revolving around comedy, I guess. So I was already a comedy writer. I was uh, winning some minor awards. You know, I was having some minor success in the comedy writing world. And then I got the idea that you can't make a career out of being a comedy writer because I saw some of my friends who tried fail. And I thought I got to do something uh, more practical and serious. So I uh, started studying psychology. Uh, you mentioned I have a PhD in financial planning, actually I have a PhD in psychology. That ah, right.
2: That's why we get along so well. Yeah.
0: See, that's how I got my start as a psychologist. And uh, it turns out, that there aren't a lot of uh, great jobs for psychologists. So you and me both switch to financial planning uh, later. <laughs> so yeah, always was bringing the, uh, the lightheartedness, always trying to add some levity and humor to these subjects. To me, humor is not something that you inject into life on top. It's not like you've got this cake of a serious life and then you put the little humor icing on top of it. To me, life just shouldn't be taken all that seriously. Uh, All of us are going to have stressful times. All of us are going to fail. All of us are going to have bad experiences. Do you want to live a life where you dwell on the negative all the time, or do you want to shrug your shoulders and say, ah, whatever, next, moving forward? And If you can't laugh at yourself, if you can't laugh at your circumstances – uh, if everything has to be so serious all the time, it is exhausting.
2: I don't think I could get through a day without having a good belly laugh.
0: Yeah. It's cathartic. It feels good. And the money stuff is no, uh, no exception to that. I was unemployed a couple times. I was filing unemployment insurance. Uh, I was making very low amounts of money when I was a grad student living in Oakland, California, sharing a 900 square foot house with three other people. That's not a good time. That was a very stressful time of my life for money. And when I took it so seriously, when I couldn't find the the humor in that or just be light about it, it stressed me out and was giving me health problems and was damaging my relationships with other people. So I'm not saying this from this point of view of like, yeah, I've had this pretty great life. I've never needed to stress out about this stuff. I have had to stress out about this stuff and was able to not let it bog me down so much that I could keep looking forward and get through to the other side and have those conversations with the people who I was dating at the time. uh, Like one of those other three people was my girlfriend at the time. We could talk about this stuff and she was in the same boat that I was and we were able to have positive conversations and completely change both of our financial lives around.
2: Yeah, I love that. I think that not only there's a biological component to like laughing and having a good laugh actually you know reduces your stress, it's also um, being able to kind of look at how do I do the next thing, especially when things are tough. And so let's get back to couples for a minute. What advice do you have for people who are listening in today? Who are in relationships where this money thing is just so serious? You know, what might they do to bring a little bit of comedy into the conversation?
0: Uh, the most important thing I found is that if both people wear clown noses, talking to each other, uh, <laughs> not uh, that's probably not good. That's, you probably don't want to do that. Uh, I think just to also maybe. Preface all this: We are talking about humor and comedy. You and I, in our day-to-day lives, make jokes constantly. Uh, some people are not funny people. Some people are not able to make jokes, uh, you know, so quickly or easily. So, so much of this, to me, is not like you have to tell jokes. So much as don't let this stuff stress you out and bog you down. And if you can de-stress by telling jokes, do that. If you de-stress by doing yoga or whatever do that. It's just don't get so in your head and don't get into fights about this stuff and find ways to work together. I think uh, some of the things that you want to start off with is you have to drop the negativity. You have to not attack the other person. Don't judge the other person. Uh, And I'm focusing this on you because you can always say, well, my partner, this, my partner, that. Now, what can you do? Don't, attack anybody else. Don't yell at anybody else. All these negative behaviors just have to go. So no more passive aggressiveness, no more sarcasm, whatever your thing is where you snipe at the other person, you've got to get rid of all that stuff. You can't use humor in a way that is aggressive. That's not what either of us are talking about here. This isn't, you know, make a sarcastic barb at somebody else. No, that's not what we're talking about. So let's first ditch all the negativity and then focus on how you are a couple, you are a team, Your partners. How are we going to do this? What are our goals and our behaviors? What is our budget going to look like? And that doesn't mean you have to 100% commingle all your finances. It means just to have this mindset of we are in this together. And once you are through those two steps, then you can start looking for ways to make it more enjoyable, make the money conversations more enjoyable. Maybe that's telling jokes and being lighthearted. That would be what I would do. That's what uh, you would do. But for other people, it might be, can we turn this into a game? Can we set up a bunch of very attainable goals and then meet the goals and reward ourselves with fun things. And for some people, those fun things might be buying like a cookie and eating cookies together. <laughs> I don't know. Love
2: that. I love that. That's affordable.
0: That wouldn't be my thing, but whatever. That could be for some people. Uh, could it be we're going to go on a date night?
2: So we already own bikes. And so we go on a mountain bike ride and sometimes we'll have a financial conversation. And even if it's, believe it or not, snowing out or 40 degrees, we'll bundle up like two kids, you know, when you were 10 and you'd bike around and we'd go explore a new place. It's a little crazy given our age, but it's a little fun. And so I think that's what you're talking about, Matt, is how do you add fun For us, we're using the term comedy or humor, but really, how do you have a little fun learning about finance, reaching your goals? And I've often said that finance can be fun, and I always feel like I have to giggle after it uh, because for so long in our society, we're taught that it's not supposed to be. It's a serious adult thing.
0: Right. And I, I would say the same thing extends beyond just money, right? Like there's a lot of other things that we have going in our lives besides money, but the same general rule applies. And if you're the kind of person who just doesn't like talking about money, finances stress you out, then all the more reason to set up a positive ecosystem around that, like the bike rides or whatever it is you're going to do.
2: So Matt, you have offered so many interesting tips and tools. And I want to make sure that people who are listening in can listen to the older episodes of Nothing Funny About Money and also connect with you if they want to Check out any of your uh, classes and your work, or if you're still doing comedy shows, stop by and check you out that way.
0: No comedy shows lately, sadly. Uh, they can check out Nothing Funny About Money at NothingFunnyAboutMoney.org. Our last episode came out in April 2020. Uh, hopefully we will put some more out, but, uh, we'll see how that goes, but check out those old ones. We had a, you know, three, three and a half years of episodes there, including two that you were on when we talked about weddings and honeymoons.
2: Yes. Yes. And you made me do a skit, which was really outside my comfort zone, Matt.
0: You did great. Multiple skits we had in there. So check, uh, check her out. Folks, uh weddings and honeymoons, and uh, you were a guest on uh, some other ones so we've we've had our fair share of you on our show. I think you've <laughs> been on five or five or six episodes you were on, and then uh, people can find me doing what I mostly do, which is i 'm a professor at the American College of Financial Services. We educate more c f p s than anybody in the United States, and we 've been around longer than anyone else as a financial planning university. So uh, very happy to be with them. I'm training the trainer. So uh, folks who are looking to get a CFP, get a CHFC, or any of these other designations can check us out at theamericancollege.edu, and you can search for me on that. And then I'm also helping out a new global financial planning institute, a new soon-to-be certificate. So we're working on it, trying to make it happen, where uh, you can learn how to be a global financial planner It's kind of like the CFP, but for people who work with international clients, that's where I spend most of my time and, uh, help train people to be the best planners they can be.
2: Wow, Matt, if I didn't have myself as a professor, I'd want you as a professor.
0: I'm amazing.
2: (laughs) Well, it has been so fun as always to break money silence with you and talk about humor, couples, and money. So thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you.